You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and today I have the honor and the privilege of introducing to you, many of you have probably already heard of this great man, Glenn Kimber. Glenn is uh, the creator with his wife, Julianne, of the Kimber Academy. There have been many, many Kimber Academies uh, over the course of many years. And the way that I heard of you, Glenn, was when I was pregnant with my little boy, Michael, I would go up to Benyon, Utah, and visit my sister, Kit Karchner. And as I went to visit her, she would bring her children over to your basement where there was little tables and little chairs. And I, I, it was the first time I ever heard of homeschooling, and I, I just was enthralled. I remember meeting your wife, Julianne, and she was just this petite darling woman. And that was way back then. I was 28 at the time. So that's over 30 years ago, 32 years ago. And, but since then, I discovered that there was a Kimber Academy in, in Lehigh, Utah, and went there recently to watch Non-Essential, that Eric Mutsos came and had beautiful singers, and we got to watch the documentary. And but while I was there, at the end, I got to see all of these really beautiful brochures about classes that are taught there and classes that you teach. And so I just want to hear all about you. I want everybody to know about the beautiful education that you do on Zoom. So for those of us who don't live close to Lehigh, we can still have access to to Brother Kember and to his beautiful teaching and training and education. So I would love for you to start out this segment by sharing uh, the classes, the names of the classes, and how you work these classes for people to get their high school degrees. Well, thank you very, very much. And it's sure good to see you again. It's been two weeks, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, close to that. Mm -hmm. But uh, what, a, what a treat to get acquainted. As you remember, uh, when I came back from Vietnam, I had a great love for America, but mm. I didn't know hardly anything about it. Uh, in our generation, we had taken civics out of the schools and didn't teach the Constitution anymore and, and all of that. And I went in the military not knowing hardly anything about America. Right. And I came back from Vietnam madly in love with America, but confused. We were people were burning the flag because they said they loved America. They were rioting. We had over 128 cities on fire in 18 months. And I said to my father-in-law, Dr. Skousen, I said, I'm confused. What's happening? And he said, now you'll be a better student because now you know how to ask questions. <laughs> well, mm. I did have a lot of questions. I want to know what was happening. Mm. And he said, you know, it's all because of education. People tend to behave according to what they believe. And he said, if you believe like those people believed, you'd be acting like them. And I said, there is no way. No way I'd treat the flag that way. No way I'd be against my country. And he said, education is the motivation. 
So remember, people tend to behave according to what they believe, and they have confidence in what they are most familiar, Hmm. even if it's wrong. Well, that started us out on a real learning situation. I got my degree in accounting and economics from BYU, and I wanted to be involved. I knew I'd never have any money, but I wanted to count somebody's. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but I told my wife, I said, sweetheart, it's the wrong degree. I don't want to be in accounting. I want to get back into history. I think America is down on what we're not up on. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to school and get a degree and start teaching the greatness of America. Beautiful. And so I went back to BYU and I said, I want to get a master's degree in in uh, history. Well, they said, we can't give you a master's in something you don't have your bachelor's in. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? Well, you've got to have a background. And I said, I got one. I was in Vietnam. <laughs> and they were shooting at me over there. <laughs> I got a love for America. And mm. uh, they said, well, we have a program you might be interested in. And uh, that's uh, getting your master's degree in history and doctrine of the church with a minor in American history. Mm. That was Sounds one of the greatest blessings. Because wow. I had never studied the church, American history, side by side. I bet I that was had, fascinating. Yeah. If you'd have asked me who was president of the United States when Joseph Smith was born, I had no idea. I had, no, I had never studied side by side. Mm-hmm. And oh, was that a marvelous, marvelous experience. What a journey. And over that, at the same time, I was working with Dr. Scouse and organizing an organization called the Freeman Institute, you might remember. I do. And promoting the Constitution. And I became a great friend with a tremendous Baptist minister, Reverend Don Sills. And he was the chaplain of the United Council of Mayors of the United Nations mm-hmm. and very popular throughout the world. And he, as we got to know each other, he said, uh, can I make a comment? And I said, of course. He said, um, when I introduce you to the audiences that you graduated from BYU, the only ones that will listen to you are Mormons. Um, Why don't you go with me? Let me arrange for you to get your doctorate down at Coral Ridge Baptist University in Florida and get your doctorate. And I said, Don, uh, isn't that where you went and got your degree for your ministry? And he says, well, yes. I says, well, please don't be disappointed, but I'm not interested in being a Baptist minister. (laughs) And he he said, well, does everybody that graduate from BYU become a Mormon bishop? And I said, most of them. (laughs) He said, well, we don't do it that way. (laughs) But anyway, he was kind enough to make that arrangement. And that was one of the greatest things I ever did, because it gave me an opportunity to see the importance of religion and developments of religion in America. All different religions. Oh, yes. And and learning the founding fathers and how religion in America is so very, very important and vital because the founding fathers weren't all from one particular denomination. How beautiful but to get that was, whole scope yeah, of understanding and not just LDS. It was a thrilling experience. I bet. And as I was studying that material, I came across um, the... Uh, 
farewell addresses of George Washington. And he said, if you ever take religion, morality, and patriotism out of the classroom, you will lose the culture of your nation in one generation. Wow. And I said to myself, self, <laughs> do you ever talk to yourself, by the way? Absolutely. Do you ever answer? <laughs> <laughs> I ponder a lot. There you go. So I said to myself, self, uh, you're a part of the generation that saw that. Mm. When you were a young man, you had prayer in every every day in school. You and the said salute. the pledge every mm-hmm. day in school. And and if there was an emergency in the community, you had fasting and prayer as part of the schools. And you went from there to religion taken out of society and out of the classroom left and right. And I said, wow, then I want to know what happened. Because by this time, our academics in the nation had gone way down. So I decided to get a second doctorate and get a study for education. And that one, I got a degree and did as my dissertation, the study of uh, education in America. Did you do that at the Baptist College? No, came back out here to Utah. And when I when I got that uh, uh, dissertation, I started at the time of the founding fathers, and uh, started showing that that when you had the, the the curriculum back then, for every twenty five pages of curriculum in the average class in public school, you had a minimum of twenty moral subjects or examples. It was all through it. It was constantly. And then down we went. And back then, we became the greatest educational nation in the world. People were coming to America so much in the 1950s and 60s that that they talked about brain drain from other countries Mm. because people were coming here for their education. And downhill, and I was able to show uh, academically that when you took religion and morality out of the classrooms and patriotism out, academics went down at the same pace, identically. And we went from the number one educational nation. By the time we got down into 1970, we had dropped to 17th. And here within the last few years, they rated the United States as one of the lowest of all countries in educational performance. It was shocking. This is amazing. And what a beautiful power-packed education you had. And you also mentioned your father-in-law, Brother Cleon Skousen. And what an amazing father-in-law. And what a perfect match for you to become his son-in-law. What a beautiful experience. And I'm, I'm excited to hear more from you, Brother Kimber. This is exciting. This is exciting to learn from you. I'm excited to hear about all of the classes that you teach and how we can become involved as American citizens and beyond. So we'll be right back after this station break on Joy Coaching America with Glenn Kimber. Thank you.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and we are interviewing today Glenn Kimber. And already, Brother Kimber, I've heard so many fascinating things, and I want to tell you that history was my favorite subject in school. And I remember in junior college, just listening and loving, and even in high school, I wanted to know the character and the personalities of these great men. I I know we had to memorize a lot of dates and, you know, the Boston Tea Party, and but it was so fun when I got to do a book report on, on these great men, and I absolutely loved it. And I remember going to Brother Skousen's Freeman Institute, taking those courses, and my grandfather was a next-door neighbor to Brother Skousen. And I have beautiful stories of Brother Skousen. He was a man who could make everybody feel like they were his best friend. And you would never have known that this great author and this great educator and teacher, he loved his students. He loved all of us. And he just made us all feel so special. He was home one day when I was miscarrying my fourth baby. And I called him. He was the only one home on the block because he was retired. And I called him and said, Brother Skousen, can you come and give me a blessing I'm afraid that I'm miscarrying my baby. And he said, I'll be over. And he was over in about 10 minutes. He came over in a suit and a tie with an omelet and a glass of orange juice. And he said, before I give you a blessing, I want you to eat this breakfast. And then he commanded every cell in my body to work. He commanded every cell in my baby's body to work. And from that moment on, I was healthy and my little boy has grown into a 30-year-old handsome gent. And so, you know, Brother Skousen was wonderful. Another thing that he told me when I was out walking my two-year-old, the other little boy's brother, he said, come here, I want to talk to you. And so I walked down the little uh, lane to his house and he invited me in and Michael sat on my lap with his bottle. And Brother Skousen said, for some reason, I feel like you need to know that everything that God has ever created has an imbuement of his divine intelligence. So whether it is a plant, a gas, a chemical, a rock, an herb, everything that God has created has a distinct bit of his intelligence and personality for healing's sake. And so later on, when I became a massage therapist and all of that, I kept remembering Brother Skousen saying, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I have certainly appreciated his introduction into natural healing methods for me. As well, he, I took my first children's story to him, and he said, I want you to write 36 more just like it. And now I have eight lullaby CDs with all of the stories that Brother Skousen it inspired me to do. He was such an inspiration. And I love that you're his son-in-law, and I love that you love and carry on the legacy of passion for America. You have many classes that you teach, and I would love for you to share. I don't want to finish this call before we get to talk about healing of America. If you could give us a description, uh, the titles and the descriptions of the classes and what a person can expect when they enroll, that would be wonderful. Thank you very, very much. And I 
you can imagine what it was like when Dr. Skousen came to me and he said, uh, uh, son, would you be willing to come and be my assistant? Mm. And I said, wow, I would love that. But Beautiful. I'm a son-in-law. And that would make me nervous to have you think that you had to provide me a job. And why don't I keep my construction business? I'll work for you for six months. And if it works out, hmm. uh, then uh, I'll stay with you. If it doesn't, I've got a job. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you don't have to do that. And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and so I would drive from Roy, where I live, my wife and I lived, down to Salt Lake and be with him there and then head down to Provo, where he was teaching, of course, mm. and did that for six months. And after that, he was kind enough to say it was working. And so I got mm. to be his assistant for almost 30 How years. How wonderful. What, oh. a, what a great thing. And see, this is what we were talking about earlier. As I started studying about what came out of the classrooms and when we started quit studying, uh, we the people started attacking the founding fathers. They were talking about the founding fathers being immoral, about mm -hmm. them having terrible relationships with the with the uh, women next door, and Franklin with fifteen illegitimate children, etc. Jefferson inappropriate relationships with one of the slave women, and 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 all that. And they have documentation. And I said, something's mm -hmm. wrong. We're going to find out who made up those stories and find out how much money they were paid. Mm -hmm. took 17 years, but we got that down. Wow. And so The founding fathers were not immoral. They were great people. And their influence of religion in America was so important to them. And so my wife and I decided to start putting their message back into every subject, not just having a a godless math class or a godless science class and then add a religion class, we started putting religion, morality, and patriotism in every class. The first math, for example, for little children is called Heavenly Father's Favorite Numbers. Oh, how darling. Instead of a zoology class, it's called How and Why Did God Create the Animals? Hmm. How and Why Did He Create the Plants? How and Why Did He Create us as individuals. Why didn't how and how? And when you ask the how and why, boy, that opened up doors and avenues of learning. The students fell in love with it. And we uh, started finding that the average student was moving three times faster than in public school because the students loved the subject. And there was reason to remember it. Absolutely. And I want to share that when I was in high school biology, I got a D minus and had to retake it <laughs> that in summer school. And my mom said, why are you getting a D minus in biology? And I said, because I don't see how it relates to, yeah. it, it doesn't relate. And I can already see by just the title, yeah. the titles of the classes, yeah. that that would give you so much reason yeah. to want to know and reason and a place to connect it all back to the source. Yeah. Well, when we were doing all that studying, <clears throat> we was working with Dr. Skousen creating uh, the uh, seminars for the uh, people of all ages, because we knew that America and the dream of America has to be with the whole family. If you have the children learning positive America and the parents negative, it's not going to go anywhere and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so by having the classes on the Founding Fathers. And I love Dr. Skousen. Mm -hmm. He said, let's document every 
paragraph. Let's make sure we've got every story down. And that became a tremendous blessing. And then from the Freeman Institute, we organized the Benjamin Franklin uh, schools. And we ended up at 53 mm. schools in, in uh, 17 states, uh, or 2,600 students. And they were moving so fast academically that members of Congress came in and said, we want to study it and see what happened. Uh, and I said, why do you want to study us? And they said, well, we have access to your exams. And we want to see why your students are moving three times faster on one-sixth the budget. And I said, I'll save the taxpayers money. Add religion and morality and patriotism, and the students will have a reason to remember. Beautiful. And, and the congressman said, well, we can't do that. And, and mm -hmm. no, we can't do that. I said, I know you can't, because when you made it against the law to teach morality, and and now you don't even teach patriotism. It's it's anti-America. It's not pro. So anyway, now we've uh, been involved in it for so many years. My sweet wife and I have been blessed, and she has the the talent of writing for young people like her daddy had for more advanced in years. Mm -hmm. And so this last week we just finished our one hundred and thirtieth book. Wow. And uh, all on the sciences and the histories and, and the mathematics and all the different things, all tying in to religion and morality and patriotism. Like Franklin said, he said, the reason that you should study is so you'll know how to serve people. That's your purpose. There's no reason for you to learn it if you're not going to share it. So he made the comment. Learning to serve God, family, and community should be the aim and end of all true learning. So that's what we do. We that have is, all ages involved in service with their information. That is so beautiful. I love it. It makes me want to go back to school and learn <laughs> on a child's level as well. So how can a person, when we come back, we're going to find out how can somebody go back and get this education, Glenn Kimber style, clean out Dr. Skousen style. We'll be right back after the station break with more from Glenn Kimber. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America with Carolyn Grant interviewing Glenn Kimber. And Brother Kimber, I, I think it's so exciting. As we were talking during the break, I found out that you have two physical locations for your Kimber Academies, one in St. George, one in Lehigh. How blessed we are, those of us who live near Lehigh, Utah, to have you so close. But you have thousands upon thousands of students around the world. And I would love for you to share how 
Zoom has it is are you using the Zoom platform? Yes. How Zoom has made it possible for you to reach thousands upon thousands of students. You know, it's interesting how uh, modern challenges can be a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did not. I'm I'm you know, I'm so old. The kids asked me, they said, uh, Grandpa, did you know Noah? Oh, that's <laughs> I, so no. cute. Well, why didn't you drown? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're advancing <laughs> in years like I am, uh, we were uh, raised on public ed. And when they started talking about us, starting teaching electronically, etc., I was against it because I didn't think you could ever get really close with an individual. And I'd seen classes, you know, we have a teacher and you're watching on a on a screen and and that, but not being able to participate. But this new program with Zoom, I mean, everybody has their own camera. You can see it in their eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. you can have 25 or 30 or 40 locations, not just students, but locations at the same time. Mm. And you're able to see them and talk to them and call them by name. And when they raise their hand, they got a question. They can talk with each other. And they and they and uh, it, it's fun watching. And over the last few years, I've just fallen in love with it. And so we have students everywhere. And we have a number of teachers. And uh, our teachers are everywhere from North Dakota all the way back east and, and down. There, and uh, all of us are on for different classes. And we have it set up for all ages. And so the ones I teach, I teach for the advanced ones, students who are in high school and some of them junior high that sit in on the classes and all the way to grandmas and grandpas. Mm -hmm. We have about uh, over a third of all of those that I teach are parents and grandparents that don't even have kids in the school that are going through it, but love to study this material in depth. We start out every Tuesday morning, and we go Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock, I start with a class uh, that Dr. Skousen wrote, and it's on uh, Days of the Living Christ. And boy, mm-hmm. going through an in-depth training on that Beautiful. is thrilling, especially nowadays. And then we have a class on the Constitution that's at 8 o'clock, and then Healing the Constitution at 9 Middle Eastern History and Prophecy at 10, and Treasures of the Book of Mormon at 11. Do you have, do you have anybody that's enrolled in all five or oh, four yes. classes that just especially, sit on Zoom and just as, go through class after especially class? Especially the adults. Absolutely. And are the adults, like, are, do you have some teenagers, some adults all oh, in yeah. the same classroom? Oh, yes. That's and so the adults know the, the kids and call them by name. The kids, the same thing with the adults. And and there's a interchange and visiting. You ought to try it. Just take a oh. look. You go on to KimberAcademyNational.com, KimberAcademyNational.com, and then you go on to distance learning, and you'll see all the classes and everything that we have. But it's thrilling studying the founding fathers, and they were geniuses. And so what we do is we start out with our classes that Dr. Skousen helped us put together, of course. And the first class that we recommend people start with is the influence of religion in America. Uh, why it's so important. And when the, when the Savior says that he raised up the founding fathers for the very purpose, and they were so accurate with their constitution that anything more or less would produce evil. Mm-hmm. And boy, have we seen it. And so we start out with the first class that Dr. Skousen put together and helped us put together is on the... Uh, 
the influence of religion in America. Then the next one we study is a class on the Constitution itself, because uh, you'll never know the Constitution if you don't study it from the viewpoint of the founding fathers. Beautiful. Uh, you know, smile as I was up in the in the uh, state of Washington, and we were up there with the leadership of people involved in the political arena. I said, how many of you believe in the Constitution? Every hand went up. How many believe it's inspired? Every hand went up. How many believe it's important today? Every hand went up. Uh, how many articles are there in it? <sighs> Every hand went down. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's try again. How many believe the Constitution's inspired? <laughs> then why don't you know it? Uh, we feel it, but we don't ever study it. So we, in our seminar, we take this Constitution itself from the viewpoint of the Founding Fathers. Then seminar number three are, is called Attack on the Constitution. What in the Dickens has happened? Mm-hmm. Why don't we have the Constitution like we did. The founding fathers said, if you're going to change it, if you're going to amend it, make sure you improve on the administration and perpetuate the principles. We didn't as a people. And wow, and the attack on what's happened is very, very important. Then seminar number four is, the seminar is called How to Heal America. What do we do? And in two to three years, four at the max, we could do the healing of America. We could eliminate the entire national debt without taking one nickel taxes. Uh, by healing the Constitution, uh, says the great problems, and Dr. Skousen helped us put together 150 major problems facing America, all of them because we've abandoned the Constitution. So we start with the children all the way through grandmas and grandpas, I'll tell you, it is a thrilling experience. You would love it. Oh, I would love it. I went to the Freeman Institute, and I remember it was when Brother Skousen was teaching it. It was somewhere in Salt Lake, and I loved it. The room was packed with at least 400 people, and I remember he he told stories so beautifully. He talked about George Washington. He even said, and George Washington stepped outside for a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he just tells it so that you yeah. he makes them come alive and makes That's them so, so fun real. with it. Yes. It was so fun. Now, I asked you, can can you get a degree with that? And you said they can get a high school diploma. So is this something that... Yes. A- and, and as adults, if those that want to can also go through and get a graduation for voting type of a thing. Because certification of the American voters is a very interesting thing. Um, When we have the election we just had, was it an emotional election or a knowledgeable election? Absolutely Uh, emotional, I believe. It was, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And if you don't vote for this one, you're going to get that one, and this one's going to be better, and that one, and that one hated us. I mean, wow, the spirit of anger and and fear and hate. And, And I thought, Wow, the scriptures are very clear. If you have that kind of a spirit and an attitude, you don't have the spirit of the Lord with you. You don't have to agree with what everybody is doing politically, but to have it cause you to create a hate feeling is a. But anyway, that's a different subject too. And I love that you are bringing unity through education, unity with people that have principles that are God loving, God fearing, regardless of what denomination that I'm sure that you have multi-dimensional 
denominational groups yes. coming and that education you got at the Baptist University, I'm sure has come to come in so handy and, and added so much to the curriculum. I just think that this is exciting. And I think that I would love for everybody to know again, the website so that if anybody is listening to this and this will be turned from a radio show that airs on loving Liberty radio network on at noon on Saturday mornings uh, and afternoons, it becomes a podcast that we can even give to you that you can put on your website and that other people can go to and listen without the station breaks, without the news, and just hear this in a constant flow of about a 40-minute program. And so if you could give us your website, that would be wonderful. You bet. There's there's a couple of them I'd like to give. One of them is a school, and it's the uh, Glenn J. Kimber national.com Kimber, Kimber Academy national.com okay. the other one is the Thomas Jefferson Center for Constitutional Studies.com and we have uh, a George Washington Center a Christopher Columbus Center a Lord wow. Nelson Center a Ben Franklin Center a John Wesley Center uh, for unifying people of different denominations the whole thing is on the founders and if I can tell you real quick We just finished the material this last week, and it's talking all about how to use education to strengthen families and enrich the classrooms. And we will be right back. I want to hear all about that, Brother Kimber. We'll be right back in just a few minutes with more from Glenn Kimber. To Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We're back with Joy Coaching America with Karen Lynn Grant, and I'm so pleased to be able to interview a wonderful man, Glenn Kimber, who has his own gifts to give and how beautiful to think that you knew dear Dr. Brother Skousen, who I just love so much and had such a sweet experience with him as I lived taking care of my grandmother on Berkeley Street. And uh, down the street from him was Ezra Taft Benson. And my grandfather was the home teacher to Brother Benson and loved Dr. Skousen. We have the 5,000-year leap. We had all of the Skousen books dotting our bookcases all through my growing up years. I knew my father and mother just loved and adored uh, his work. And so fun that I even get to go all the way back that I was just a fly on the wall when you were starting your Kimber Academy right in your very own basement in 1987 with your wife, Julianne, teaching my nieces and nephews and my sister introducing me to your wife. I'm so grateful to be here with you today and so grateful that you have accepted this opportunity to share your passion for America, Brother Kimber. I love that I can just feel your spirit. And 
And sometimes I think that when this comes out on audio, we don't get to see the light in your eyes. I want, I just want to have a picture of you sharing the passion in your eyes and your, your love, the amazing work you've done since 1987, and I'm sure much preparation before that. And so now I would just love for you to share with us. You've got many organizations that you just finished sharing with us. Can you explain how those all fit together and tie together? Thank you very, very much. And I, I want you to know that uh, being here has been a great, great blessing for me. Uh, I really love America. And as I shared with you, I came back from Vietnam madly in love with America, but very confused. Mm -hmm. And over the last numbers of years, it's been thrilling to spend hour after hour after hour in studying about America, the founding fathers. And it's been very helpful and you mentioned being close to Secretary Benson, and, and his counsel to me was, make sure that you are studying prophecy along with history. Because if mm. you're studying prophecy, then you're not going to get confused with what's on the news. Beautiful. And that has been a tremendous thing. And, and I am, I've never been as optimistic as I am right now with America. Oh, that Isn't is that beautiful. Strange? That is so exciting oh, to hear. I am, I am so thrilled. And watching the young people and their great love for America. And they're coming out of an educational situation of confusion of this last year with the pandemic and what has been happening. And yet the kids are wanting to learn, wanting to know what is happening. And I'll tell you, we are teaching the generation now, I believe very strongly, will be the ones that will restore the Constitution, fulfilling those prophecies. And I think they're going to be involved in the healing of America. I, I'm just very optimistic, and I just, just absolutely love them. But to be able to help out with that, we've organized five nonprofit organizations and these are the ones that will serve and are serving people in different functions of society. For example, we have the John Wesley Center for Constitutional Studies, and they're involved in helping reunite the ministers and the churches. Wow, that's beautiful. In order beautiful. to maintain and to preserve freedom in this land and restore it, We've got to get the podiums aflame with righteousness again. And that's from all different religions. Oh, yes. And we have a wonderful group in Virginia, for example, a group of ministers who said, uh, we need to heal America one congregation at a time. But we don't know how. We know where to do it, but we don't know what to do. Will you mentor us? And to have that, uh, the uh, John Wesley Center helping to do that is tremendous. The Lord Nelson, if you remember, he was the, the great uh, military man who defeated Napoleon at the Battle of the Nile, you remember. And in his honor, we have the, uh, the Lord Nelson Center, and we reach out to the military people, those that have taken an oath that they were willing to die for our country if necessary, but more willing to preserve our freedom from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so we have that uh, organization reaches out to those. The George Washington Center for the Healing of America, headed by a wonderful man by the name of Alan Jackson back east that works with me. And, and uh, they are involved in working with people in political office itself. Then the Columbus Center for Constitutional Studies is an outreach to people who are here from different countries. Mm. 
Mm. And that is tremendous. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the Benjamin Franklin Center is the one that is reaching out to use education to strengthen the homes and to enliven again the classroom. Put religion and morality back again. Have them with confidence in it, knowing that this is the, the land of promise. And it's just been thrilling. So those five organizations are all nonprofit organizations. And as you know, because of the laws passed and that uh, nonprofit organizations are not to be involved in, in, in uh, uh, endorsing candidates or promoting legislation. So we do that with the Thomas Jefferson Center for Constitutional Studies. That's a profit entity. So we can mention candidates. We can talk about politics. What is actually happening? And boy, that is is thrilling. And so we have all that plus the Kimber Academies. Oh, I love it. And I hope that I can get the websites from you where people can go to any one of these. Do they all have their own website? Yes. Okay. And, and we can put those in the show notes so that somebody who is listening to this as a podcast can go and look up the individual uh, the individual websites and go and see if this is something that they want to contribute mm-hmm. to and become a part of. I just love this. I think that this is so hopeful, what you have created and what you have dedicated your oh, life it's, it's to doing. A, it's been a wonderful thing. And, and they can email me if they have any questions at Glenn with two N's, Glenn, J-A-Y, Kimber, at Gmail, Glenn, J, Kimber, J-A-Y, Kimber, at gmail.com. And we'll be able to give them any information they want and any of that type, how to contact the organizations and the various people across the country and across the world and what is happening. And it's just a thrilling thing watching. And today I was driving in today to come to my, uh, uh, I have that doggone uh, cancer from Agent Orange in Vietnam. And, mm. and so I have to have treatment every month. And on the way in, I was getting contacts from all over the country and people wanted to ask about questions and what is happening. Because a lot of people love America, but they're confused. Mm-hmm. They think it's going to collapse. They think that we're going to be destroyed. And Secretary Benson told me, he said, now when you see that happen in the future, you tell the people it will not collapse. That's why I called my book, This Nation Shall Endure. The Lord does not let it collapse. And so don't get involved in that attitude or you'll, you'll sit back and do nothing. And that'll justify apathy. And you mustn't be apathetic. Oh, this is so beautiful, so hopeful. And one of the things that I asked you on the break, and you have done it beautifully and fluently throughout this, throughout this uh, interview, but I would love for you to, as if you were speaking to tens of thousands and bear your testimony, the legacy that, uh, that Benson, that Skousen, the, the baton that has been passed down, and now all of the great work that you're doing, the three decades of work plus, I'm sure more, if you would just bless America, God bless America, with your beautiful testimony of hope and life-giving nutrition to our hearts, minds, and spirits. Oh, you're very, very kind. And I, I want you to know that I am very optimistic, as I said before, because I believe with all my heart that the great God of heaven 
does not want America to collapse. He wants America to succeed. And I believe that our Savior does. And I believe that from this land, the gospel of freedom will go to the world. And it can't go to the world if it collapses. I don't believe that. And I believe that this is the land of promise. I believe we got a great future. And I am so, so Mm -hmm. thrilled that the more I study it, from the viewpoint of the founding fathers also, they believed in God. And I believe what the great, great Ben Franklin, and everybody would talk about being immoral. He was not. He had no illegitimate children. That's all nonsense. And and his great comment when he talked about the blessings of the heavens, and when he said, if a sparrow cannot fall without God's notice, is it possible for a land, a land to rise without his care? Mm-hmm. And that's the way I am. I testify that this is the land of promise. And the promise is the Lord will bless those who seek him in the freedom story and the freedom message. This is so beautiful. And it you brought tears to my eyes because I know that there are so many people, so many mothers. I was just over talking to my daughter before being able to meet with you today and the young mothers that are so concerned for their children. And my daughter said, mom, how do I know the difference between if I'm fearing something or if I'm discerning something? And so sitting with her and sharing with her that the Lord does not want us to operate out of fear, but yes, we need to be discerning. And when we hear things that feel confusing to our spirit. You talked about coming back from Vietnam and feeling confused. And I think that that was a blessing. You felt that way because you've spent your life to bring clarity to people that would also later on be confused. And now I think that there is a lot of confusion. confusion, And I do believe that this is probably the most hopeful message that I have heard in the entire uh, in the entire in the entire last year with the pandemic going on and the news that we finally turned off we just couldn't bear to watch it anymore and and I just want to thank you so much for this beautiful beautiful time that we've got to spend together today brother Kimber this is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America and yes America there is hope <music>